Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today will be a solo episode as I am going to provide a winter running research roundup. So runners love running and runners love learning about running. And I'm just going to go over the last two months of research, uh, specifically publications uh, by well-renowned running researchers and give you a high-level overview of their findings. Uh, And I'll just give a citation. So if you want to dig any deeper, you are welcome to. And I'll provide the links to each article in the show notes as well. Uh, So I did this back in September and October, and I got a lot of really good feedback on it. Uh, I think we all just like to know what's new, what's the latest, and how can we become better runners. So with that, uh, let's get started. So uh, the journal Gate Posture actually has a really interesting article about runners who have recovered from COVID. So this is personally relevant to me. Uh, My husband's a runner and he has recovered from COVID, Uh, but he did have some knee pain that he did not have before COVID. So he and I have done some research trying to figure out if it is all related. Uh, So basically what they did is looked at recreational runners who recovered from COVID and then compared them with healthy controls. And they were looking at their running kinetics and then their muscular activities. Uh, They were younger than the target population for the running after age 40 podcast because they were uh, people in their 20s and 30s, uh, both males and females. So what they did is what you would expect. They tested their running kinetics. So if you think about the pandemic as a whole, uh, people were you know not exercising as much. Uh, and then if you just look at the effects that COVID has on the body system, uh, it's associated with lower maximum oxygen uptake, uh, neuropathies, myopathies, uh, and thus you would expect that there could be the potential for running kinetics and muscle muscular activity to be affected. So what they looked at was the peak vertical impact ground re- reaction forces and also uh, vertical loading. And they did find that people that had had COVID and then recovered but were uh, running had higher peak vertical ground reaction forces during their push-off. And then they also had higher peak lateral ground reaction forces during their heel contact. Uh, And they had a shorter time to reach peak vertical. Uh, They also had a variety of different, I'm not going to go over these in depth, but they looked at the different muscular activities and those were uh, changed in both the early stance of running and then also in the late stance of running in people that had had COVID. So what does all this mean? Uh, It means, this is the researcher's conclusion, not my own, but uh, they are recommending that if you've had COVID and you are a runner, that you get some, you know, professional help 
probably from a physical therapist, uh, in specifically looking at balance and strength training to improve your alignment and overall muscular control. Uh, and they do state that the muscle involvement uh, in COVID from COVID is probably likely due to functional impairment rather than direct tissue uh, damage. But anyway, bottom line, running mechanics post-COVID needs special attention. Okay, moving on to the next article. This one's in the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine. They were looking at, again, recreational runners and uh, the consequences and prognosis of running-related knee injuries. Uh, This was a subset of a big randomized controlled trial looking at running injury prevention. Uh, They basically took baseline characteristics when participants signed up for a race. So anything from a 5K all the way up to a 42K. Uh, And then they surveyed them about a year later. It was actually an average of 16 months, but about a year. Uh, And of the people that they surveyed, uh, there were quite a few knee injuries. Two out of every three had fully recovered and the median recovery time was eight weeks. Uh, Of the knee injuries, the most common were about a quarter osteoarthritis and then about a quarter iliotibial band syndrome. So what was noteworthy here was just that 30% had not recovered. So they were still dealing with some kind of a knee injury. Uh, And so essentially the authors, like most research studies, said that more studies on knee injuries related to running are needed, uh, specifically those due to osteoarthritis. Okay, the next one is from the Journal of Sports Medicine, uh, Physiology Fitness, and they were looking at exercise-induced hypertension, arterial stiffness, and cardiorespiratory fitness in runners, uh, specifically long-distance runners. And this one, uh, they did study middle-aged men from age 40 to 60. Uh, so what they found was a lot of different changes that I'm not going to go into too de- too uh, in depth here, uh, but they basically clarified the association of arterial stiffness with cardiovascular disease. Uh, And they stated that if you are a runner with exercise-induced hypertension, you may have an increased risk of cardiovascular events. Uh, But in this study, cardiorespiratory fitness was correlated negatively with blood pressure and arterial stiffness, which is promising uh, for the vascular health of long-distance runners. Uh, The next one is from Nature. That's a uh, journal that uh, published, uh, the title is called Exercise Plasma Boosts Memory and Dampens Brain Inflammation via, uh, I believe you say cluterin. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. Uh, But I think we all know we get like clarity and we just have better focus after we run. Uh, And that's something as I've gotten older that is just so important to me. You know, it makes me a better worker, a better um, person just overall. So we, we, I think, don't have to talk on this podcast about the benefits of physical exercise. It's beneficial to all aspects of health, right? Uh, But what about cognitive aging and just neurodegeneration? Uh, So the cognitive benefits of physical activity have been tied to an increased plasticity and reduced inflammation in the hippocampus. But what's mediating those effects? So in this study, the researchers actually, it's it's mice. So I generally am going to only talk about studies in humans, but this one was interesting because they took mice uh, and they took the plasma from the running mice and then they infused that into sedentary mice. 
what they found was a reduced baseline neuroinflammatory gene expression and then increased complement cascade inhibitors, uh, inhibitors, which is a promising thing. So what does that mean? It means there's anti-inflammatory exercise effects in the brain. All the more reason to keep running. Okay, uh, the next one is from a European journal. It's entitled Bone Mineral Density and High-Level Endurance Runners, uh, Site-Specific Characteristics. Uh, again, this is really relevant to the over 40 running population, uh, specifically females when we're thinking about our bone mineral density, but definitely applicable to men as well. Uh, physical activity in general, especially that like running that has mechanical loading, uh, results in high peak force and generally increases bone mineral density. Uh, in, in endurance runners, you know, this is a little bit more complex. There's sometimes there's low energy available. Uh, there's, you know, some females have menstrual dysfunction. Uh, so the studies have been conflicting about bone mineral density in runners. Uh, in this one, they compared high level endurance runners to non-athletes. Uh, and what they, the, the results are just mixed. So the female runners had higher leg, but not total body or lumbar spine bone mineral density than the non-athletes. Uh, but it was the actual opposite in males. Uh, so what they were suggesting was that the high levels of mechanical loading was advantageous uh, for bone mineral density in females only. Uh, and that it was in, this one part was interesting menstrual status in females and then the number of uh, sports completed in childhood had no influence on the bone phenotypes so again it was mixed uh, there was no specific conclusions that could be made because the, it, there was a variety of differences in males and females on uh, bone mineral density associated with the uh, mechanical loading but uh, important nonetheless, just to keep a look at and to remember to take your calcium and your vitamin D either through dietary or uh, nutritional supplements. And we have an episode all about vitamin D and runners if you uh, want to check that out. Okay, the next one is from uh, Psychophysiology, and it's entitled Type of Self-Talk Matters, Its Effect on Perceived Exertion, Cardiorespiratory, and Cortisol Responses uh, During a Metabolic Endurance Exercise. Uh, this is really interesting, right? Like, how do you talk to yourself while you're running? You know, are you sitting there like, oh, this sucks? Are you, you know, do you have positive self-talk? You know, think about what you're saying to yourself, uh, especially during those hard runs. Uh, so they were looking at whether or not uh, the runners had positive, neutral, or negative self-talk, and then how it affected stress-related parameters, uh, like perceived exertion. So how hard did they feel like they were working? Uh, cortisol response and other things. These were upper uh, males in the upper 30s, and they did a running treadmill test of 60 minutes. So the findings showed that uh, if they had positive self-talk, uh, it actually did alter hormonal response patterns uh, and had a positive effect on cardiorespiratory function and also on perceived exertion. So it's true. It's like what you tell yourself, it does matter, not just mentally. Not only you feel better, you'll actually physically do better as well. Okay, the next two are uh, about motivation. 
So I think this is a good one as we approach the new year. Uh, the first study is from Frontiers in Psychology, and it's looking at age-related differences in motivation uh, in recreational runners, marathoners, and ultramarathoners. So it's a good-sized study. It's over 1,500 runners. Uh, three out of four male. I'm not sure why they got to that kind of a, a tweak, but um, nonetheless, they use the motivation of marathoners scales questionnaire, which is a common method to uh, assess motivation. And I don't think the results are going to surprise you. So the younger runners, you know, they decide and choose to run, especially marathons, for personal goal achievement and also for weight loss. So older people across all the groups, uh, that personal goal achievement was actually ranked of least importance to them. Uh, They actually ranked self-esteem and health as most important. Uh, And they also enjoyed kind of the competition and the camaraderie uh, and just life meaning. So they were less concerned, again, about personal goal achievement and weight loss and more just about self-esteem, the overall life effects of running. So a very similar survey was in, uh, in other words, sports uh, science medicine rehabilitation. This one was entitled Motivation Behind Running Among Older Adult Runners. And so these were age 50 plus. So the last one was looking at all different ages and just comparing them. This one's just looking at ages 50 plus, uh, but same scale. Uh, And in this uh, age group, the greatest motivational factors were the effects of running on physical health, uh, self-esteem, and coping. So I think we can all relate to that. Uh, Running definitely has a positive effect on just overall stress and self-esteem. And I think all of our guests that we've had on the podcast can attest to that. Okay, wrapping up uh, with the last article. This is the British Journal of Sports Medicine. And they had a really nice infographic. You can actually Google this. Just Google infographic and uh, recreational running causes knee osteoarthritis. And you'll actually see the picture. Uh, And I'll just read you some of their key points. Because I think, you know, any runner has been told, oh, you're, you know, you're going to kill your knees. Or we worry about our knees just because we know that we're pounding on the pavement. And, you know, the the myth is that that pounding causes long-term damage, especially osteoarthritis. Uh, So these authors specifically state that recreational running does not have negative consequences on knee joint articular cartilage in runners without symptomatic knee osteoarthritis. And in fact, it may have beneficial effects on long-term joint health. So again, those are people that do not have symptomatic knee osteoarthritis. Uh, In that population, it does not have any kind of negative consequences and it might have positive Uh, Specifically, the rate of osteoarthritis in recreational runners is only 3.5%. That compares to 10.2% in sedentary individuals. Uh, One thing to note is that post-elite or post-competitive athletes do have a higher rate of osteoarthritis. Theirs is about 13%. So those are the different rates that they stated. Uh, I like their conclusions. So one of the first things they state is that runners with knee osteoarthritis should feel safe continuing to run but they may benefit from running less frequently to allow for sufficient cartilage recovery between running bouts. And I think, you know, a a lot of our guests, again, have attested to this, you know, cross-training, strength training, uh, just being really smart about the amount that they run and when. 
Uh, and then another conclusion that they made is that running does not appear to accelerate the progression of existing knee osteoarthritis in runners over 50. So I think that's something we all worry about, right? If we have, you know, sore knees, we don't want to make them worse. Uh, and this research is promising that it does not accelerate the progression of existing knee OA. Uh, and then their final statement is, this is verbatim, it is not, it is currently not sound advice to tell a runner with knee osteoarthritis who is manage, managing their symptoms to stop running. I'll just read that again. It is currently not sound advice to tell a runner with knee osteoarthritis who is managing their symptoms to stop running. So I think, you know, I think that's the best news, right, of 2021. <laughs> Maybe, you know, that uh, even if you have some knee osteoarthritis, if you're managing those symptoms and doing exercises and doing the strength that can keep your knees healthy, um, you do not have to stop running. So with that, that is the winter running research roundup uh, in just about 15 minutes exactly. So those are the research articles from November and December that were most relevant uh, to our audience. And hopefully you found one or all of them of benefit to you and your fitness. Uh, we just ask that you leave us a review uh, or just even uh, just a quick rating on iTunes. It helps the show get noticed. And please, if you like what you hear, just share with your friends, uh, running friends, of course. Uh, and, you know, that way we can pass the motivation along. And with that, happy holidays. And I wish everyone a safe and a very great, happy new year. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.